Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Point. I am your host, Jeff Spikes, and man, we are bringing 2023 into a powerful close. We are, I, I hope everyone listening is excited, and if you're not, get ready, because I'm going to help you this, I'm going to help you right now. I'm going to help you. We're going to deliver a shift that can you can take immediately into the holidays coming up. Now, we're coming up on Veterans Day and the Marine Corps birthday. Two things that are near and dear to me. Um, and we're, I'm going to talk a little bit about transferable skills. And But what we're really going to talk about is something that is kind of a front runner when I'm working with organizations um, and oftentimes individuals as well. But it's a, uh, this is one of my keynote speeches. It, I have a number of different ways of presenting the material. So I'm going to pull from that. And the title of it is we are not our strategies. Oftentimes we're known for how we're showing up, right? We gain a reputation. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but I was taught when I was young that it takes years to develop a reputation and only minutes to break one down. And, and I have found that to be true. Now we, we do have some arenas where forgiveness is a little bit stronger, where there's um, a little bit more flexibility in um, certain things, but it still goes to say that it, it does take years to build a reputation. Now, if we just get rid of any judgment around that and think about it, how many of you feel that you are known for being a certain way or a certain type that doesn't really speak to who you are? Okay, I'm going to venture that maybe most. And not everybody, but possibly, that there's something in how we show up that when people notice how we're showing up, we're like, that's not what I'm saying or what I'm meaning or what I'm doing. And that's an example in a light way. But what happens oftentimes is when we look at the gifts of an individual and we look at somebody that's showing up in life really strong and they start getting a reputation and they start getting feedback that says, oh, you're too this, you're too much that, you're too much the other. A really good way of looking at that is somebody who's really disciplined, very um, set on achieving goals and tasks, and they're really good at checking off lists, making things happen. They're a doer. They're someone that you want in your organization or want in your life because they just make things happen. Oftentimes, that type of personality can get to be known as, on an extreme way, a bully or someone who's arrogant or someone who's full, of, you know, who, 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 there's other ways of talking about that, full of themselves or something else. And I'm going to tell you 90% of the time, when I come across that, and maybe I'm just lucky, but when I come across that, it's usually not true. So not only is it not true, but the person who is being accused of that is usually has a very different picture of who they are. <clears throat> but in some cases, in one case I'm thinking of all of a sudden in, per in particular, they were taught by others to hold people accountable in a way that was very direct, very gruff, very short. And if somebody didn't perform, now it's a problem. And what happens is you might be very empathetic, but you begin to resent 
that someone else is forcing you into a position of having to be an authoritarian or a disciplinarian or hold them accountable to actions that we judge they should be doing. And that resentment ends up coming across as bitter, angry, um, mean and, or bullying or whatever. And most professionals aren't bullies in how they do it. They're just direct, but they might be getting feedback that it's not working. Well, if you're showing up that way because you learned from someone that that's how to be, that you're, you learned that that's what works, or in your gut, you just don't know any other way to get it done when somebody just doesn't get it, right? Then, but that's not who you are. Then we are not our strategies. You in that moment are not your strategy. You're just leaning on and deploying a strategy that you were taught works. That culturally, or maybe from a mentor, we're taught that this is just how you do it. In these few opportune moments of life, this is how you grin and bear it and make it happen. And if it's going to be miserable for you, make it miserable for other people and get moving. So that's just one example. We can go on a polar opposite example of somebody who's extremely empathetic, nurturing, caring, always wanting to take care of others. All right. They might be told that, oh, you know, stop, you know, like I can take care of myself now. I don't need all that help. I do, you know, that comes across as controlling, manipulative, and all these other things, which again, isn't true. But you might have just learned, or in your gut, you didn't know any other way than to help somebody when you needed to. So a leopard doesn't change its spots. All right now, oftentimes I say a leopard doesn't change its stripes, or a tiger doesn't change its spots, because that's really what's happening. We are not the strategy we're deploying in a moment that may end up becoming our reputation. So in 2023, I'm going to ask, what strategies have you been using that don't work anymore that you're going to leave behind? What strategies are you using? <laughs> I'm going to get bold and give you one of mine. I, when I start working on a project like that is uh with my hands. I start doing carpentry. I start fixing something, taking a bike apart. Um, I do anything with a wrench or a hammer. I tend to get this attitude. If I move furniture, I turn on this switch where I become really aggressive and I'm just there to get it done as fast as I can. And I'm slinging and throwing and making it happen. Right. I am. There people have backed up and been like, well, I'm just getting out of your way when I'm really task-oriented and focused on something. Well, the reason for that is it's a holdout for me. At some point, I learned to be disciplined, and I've shared this story many times, by joining the Marine Corps and treating myself, you know, get, getting treated by drill instructors a certain way. That helped me become disciplined. So I adopted that way of speaking to myself, of treating myself when I needed to be super disciplined or focused, and guess what? It worked, right? So... I am not my strategies. I am not a drill instructor. I'm pretty laid back. I'm very belief-centered and passionate, compassionate. All right, people get confused. They're like, are you really a Marine? Because you're a little bit huggy for that. You're a little bit soft, touchy-feely, like ooey-gooey, and as opposed to like a, like a Marine. I'm like, well, yeah, you know. But nonetheless, right, I was showing up that way. When I turn and bite someone head, someone's head off because 
I'm in the process of being disciplined. There you have it. Well, my holdout is when I'm building a shed or doing breaks. And I've decided I don't want to do breaks anymore. Um, I made someday because I don't mind picking up a wrench. I enjoy working on a motorcycle, but I don't want to work on a motorcycle and be angry like that. I want to do it calm, gentle, fun. I want my energy putting a wrench to something or cleaning something up to transition into the calm beauty of being on a beautiful ride. You know, um, I don't want chaos involved in anything around that. So I might want to leave behind. Notice the apprehension. Anyone feel apprehension when it's like, do I really want to leave this behind? If we don't know, if we don't want to leave something behind, we may not have a big enough picture of what we want. We may not have the why dialed in. Well, I'm clear. I want to leave behind my way of being when I'm trying to get something done with my hands. I'd like to be able to do things with my grandson and with other people with my hands that it has to do with building things or whatever, where I don't have to be so task driven and fast moving that I become a tornado that people want to back away from. So I'm going to make a decision to keep that in my back pocket for the moments where it just takes what it takes to get a project completed because there are still those times in ranching. There are still those times off-roading. There's still some things that I love to do that where sometimes you just got to get it done and it is what it is. But I, so I'm going to leave it in my back pocket because I think someday I might need to access it, but in the general way, I'm going to look at it and say, no, that's staying in my back pocket. Now, the other thing that that points out is that we're always a choice. Just because we leave something behind in 2023 doesn't mean we can't choose to reassess and access it later. But being mindful, right, there, we don't have to use absolutes in our life. We can leave it behind 90%. We can, it's kind of like sugar for me. I, I, I can't, I'm not leaving sugar behind. I love fruit, right? I love, you know, and there's, you know, there's sugar in fruit. If you, if you look at the actual component of fruit. So I'm not, I don't want to leave hundred percent of fruit behind. I do enjoy ice cream from time to time. I'm just leaving 90% of it behind. 90% of what I would prefer to be eating of it, I'm going to leave behind and not choose to eat ice cream twice a day. I don't think I like ice cream that much, but who knows? I, I, if I gave myself that opportunity, I might. So there are things that we love that if given the opportunity, we might overdo to that level. So, but we don't necessarily want to not have it all together. And in quantities and inappropriate quantities, it doesn't hurt us. Alcohol for me is a different story. Alcohol to me, I believe is a poison. I never had reacted well to it. I drank a lot when I, when I was younger and I, I never responded well to it. It made me Superman, made me think I was Superman. So I choose not to ingest it. I think it's a poison. Well, it is a poison and some people can manage doing that and it helps them feel a certain way and they love it and it works and they they love a good scotch or something else. Good. That's awesome. It doesn't bother me one bit. I, I even appreciate hearing about it and being around it, but I don't choose to do that with myself because I know how it interacts with me. So for me, a little bit is not okay. Um, and that's my choice, right? 
I've left that behind today and for 36 years, for a long time, 38 years, 37 years, I don't know, it's been a while. Since I was 20, I've decided that's no longer for me. But you get to make your own decisions of what you're leaving behind and what you're keeping. And some years we reaffirm what we're leaving behind and that we're going to continue leaving it behind. Other things we just let go of and we never have to revisit. So we are not our strategies, right? We think about, now we always want to finish things. We always want to pull things around into a question of what do we want instead? So if there's something you're leaving behind as a strategy, what would you like to have instead? If you're the empathetic person, here's an idea. If you're the empathetic person that's always taking care of problems for everyone else, you're fixing everything, you might be hearing feedback along the lines of, would you stop taking care of them? Would you, would you let them do it for themselves? Oh my gosh, they're never going to learn if you don't. Think of it this way. Was in a, I was in a course. We, we, I was actually doing a workshop on We Are Not Our Strategies. We had put a bunch of visual aids up on a board to talk about what our identities look like, and we were talking about strategies we use and how sometimes we have a reaction to a situation or we create a situation with an action, and it causes all kinds of chaos. There, I can draw a chart of that, and I had drawn that up, and I'd also done an example of a drama triangle, the Cartman drama triangle, and some other things to talk about how are we navigating things when chaos happens, and what are the strategies that are showing up when we're doing problem solving and uh, crisis, you know, trying to avert, uh, divert crisis, and, um, or crisis management. Another one in customer service is service recovery, or... Um, Maybe it's an, uh, with an employee. You're trying to you know, do some type of a, a recovery there. But regardless, if we, one, we were talking about it and somebody's always known for fixing everyone else's problems and they personally had an epiphany. They stood up in the middle of this thing and said, oh my gosh, we, and they were at a table with other people that have a lot of, uh, they like harmony and empathy and they this one person stood up, looked at their peers and said, oh my gosh, we are stealing people's opportunity to learn lessons and gain their own individual strength. Wow. Right? Now there's an epiphany. Everyone at the table felt something viscerally in that moment, realizing because they came to this conclusion together, that person just stood up and spoke it out loud in the way of shock, and I can't believe I just figured this out. For X amount of years, I've been doing this, thinking that I don't know anything else to do. I have to do this to help someone else. And I finally realize that I'm hurting them, not helping. In many cases, well, we're in the process now of unworking some things, right? Because sometimes when we, especially with this topic, when we turn something upside down, it's a lot like skydiving and getting into a tumble and having to pop our bodies back into a state. We move so quickly to the center of gravity being our, our, our belly, our belly button. And when we do this huge arch, same thing with a cat. If you've ever seen a cat, 
fall and end up landing on their feet, even though they might be upside down. It's amazing how quickly they fall. Sometimes change happens that fast that we have to allow the change for a little while to gain, regain our balance, right? It takes a minute. I Skydiving, I popped out of a tumble, and I, I was, the first time it happened, I was so shocked by how quickly it happened that it, oh, and, I, and in that moment of feeling shocked, and obviously my body moved in a way, I went into another tumble. So the next time I popped, and that's dangerous, so the next time I popped into this position, I was more prepared, and I didn't tumble that time. I maintained. I, I saw it coming. But without knowing, we, we didn't know. So what are strategies you're going to let go of? If you're, the, if you're the known as someone who's too hard, too tough, arrogant, uh, hard to connect with or, or understand or reach, people seem to be, feel fear to approach you about things. Probably people who work really directly with you, you're so supportive and so, but, but you're that direct, let's get it done person. And if anyone's worried, they're going to be just shivering and you have a, that reputation. Well, similar thing. We've had very similar responses and reactions and maybe you're just laid back, right? I was working with a group where the guy was much more of a hippie type. It's like, I've been at like a, a easy go and listen to, you know, music and just chill out. And like, I'm, I'm really let your hair down kind of guy, relaxed guy. And it's like, dude, where's the hippie, right? When you're driven and like that, where's the hippie? It's like, man, I, some, one of my first mentors taught me how to deal with performance management and just to hammer down and make it happen, right? Well, as a hippie, guess what? When we did some digging, they were really into certain things about what they were doing, and they were very driven about how they were going to impact the world in a better way. Driven, 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 driven hitting it on the spot, but they were also laid back, easy going. And now they're an executive, you know, we had another one that was, I've had another one that's more of a, that's a surfer and loves surfing, but it's like, man, I'm, I'm nailing people and I'm getting known for someone who's intense, but really I just ride the wave. We help them rework and unwind what are the strategies that would work for me based on my innate strengths and how I approach people? All right, so we start unwinding and looking at what do we want instead. Well, both of those people wanting, wanted something different than the other. Same thing on the table where they all stood up from the empathetic view. They were All of them wanted something a little different in how they approach things based on their role. One, one was a woman that really was fed up and tired and she chose to bring a new style of hair and a new way of dressing that was completely within her cultural background that she was very passionate about. And it was like, you know what? I don't have to be this brutal person. Just, I was taught I need to do that. She had some very vulnerable things to say about the importance of her learning to get tough. And she had such a fast change that she went back to making such major external changes to change her external self because that helped shift the environment and helped remind her of who she really is. She wore bangle, a certain type of beads, or not, they weren't beads, they were bracelets. And she had a certain type of dress. She liked to wear a certain type of clothing that 
reminded her when she'd look and see herself, oh yeah, this is who I am. I, and I'm, and I'm as direct and goal oriented and goal achieving and winning as anyone else. I just do it my way. And the effectiveness of her and her team went catapulted through the roof, right? Because that level of authenticity affected everyone and it affected an entire team's willingness and ability to be more authentic to who they were. Now, here's what happens about six, seven months into something like this. If you take this challenge by the end of this year and you make some changes where you're leaving some strategies behind, <laughs> especially if people believe that that's who you are, be prepared for people to not accept you as someone else. Like, what'd you do with my friend? Where'd you go? You're supposed to be doing this for me. Or, whoa, you're not yelling at me about this or you're not being real tough on me. Are you feeling okay? Right? There's going to there's gonna be comments. People may not, and maybe they will. Maybe they go, wow, you've changed and I dig it. This is great. I love that you're working with me this way. I, this is nothing like I imagined, like to, based on things I've heard or whatever. So you might be also embraced, but be prepared just in case. Because about six months from now, you might think, why did I do that anyway? Now doing something different gets tough or gets difficult. I'm just going to go back to this old behavior. In the science of change, we're very clear about this. It's okay. Plan for it. If you work with me, you'll come to me and we'll, we'll have a plan <clears throat> for what happens should you choose to recycle a behavior that you've put in the rearview mirror. Because... If you recycle a behavior, you don't have to, it's not necessary. You will be able to gain so much more anchoring to your change because you will quickly be reminded why you weren't doing it, why you decided to stop. And that's okay. Right? It's okay. We give ourselves some grace and it's okay to back up and say, okay, I'm going to try that again. And then, oh yeah, this is why. This is why I didn't do that. But then also people go up, oh, there you are. I knew you were really that person and that you didn't change your spots. I, you know, cause a leopard never changes its stripes. It's like, yeah, guess what? That's actually maybe true. We just deploy strategies that we've been taught that work cause we haven't considered anything else. So as we close out 2023, think about what you might consider that you have never considered before about a strategy that you deploy that helps you be successful. And if you're worried about what strategy to replace it with, spend some time thinking about what do you want instead? And if you're worried about how to make that happen, you can grab a copy of Designing Your Strength, which you can find through any of the links I have. And we can talk more about how you might design the best parts of yourself to aim towards being the person you want to be rather than someone you've made a choice to be because it seems to work. So to all, we, to all you veterans out there, happy veterans day. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be speaking at an engagement <clears throat> for veterans unite, uh, next week. Um, actually on the ninth and, I'm really excited to be doing that. I'm grateful as I'll get out. You know, one of the things about strategies that I'll end this on and the idea of us not being our strategies 
<clears throat> is transferable skills. One of the things we lose if we're, tra if we're shifting from one culture to another, right? And this is really common for people coming out of the military. I'll tell you another place that's common. Stay-at-home parents. Somebody who, even if they have a job, they're not maybe the primary breadwinner, but they choose to stay home for a significant portion of their time and invest their time in managing a household and, ra and doing the primary role of raising children. And what we lose in the strategies is we lose the ability sometimes to see the transferable skills. There are so many transferable skills. So at the same time that we are not our strategies, we can look at what are our strategies? What strategies have we deployed? Because what if they're transferable to, to other things? Right? When it's time to deploy a new skill or a new talent or a new, or to follow a desire and not as much time is required in the previous position of whatever you're doing. If you're running a household, right? Or <clears throat> anything you just, or if you're in the military, what are you going to do with that time? In the military, a lot of things are driven for you. A lot of goals and activities are driven for you. This is what you do when you get up. Here's your chain of command. Here's who you talk to if you have an issue. Here's where you go to eat. Here's the food that you're going to get. There's some choices, but this is what you get. And you will be squared away. You will have your clothes folded a certain way. You will have them hung in a thing a certain way. You will wear them a certain There's all these decisions that are made for us. We just get to decide how to execute them. But what are the transferable skills that come out of that? There's also career things that we're doing, right? We might, a mechanic might know how to fix a tank, but what's transferable about that? What's transferable about how they manage their team, about the process improvements? What are the, what's the difference in language that we could connect? What are the strategies we want to leave behind and what are the ones we want to carry forward? It's a whole thing, right? <clears throat> and with that, I'll tell you that um, it's one of my favorite ways to deploy the conversation about not being our strategies is an also a way of looking at what are our transferable skills when we're going through some type of life change and we've done something that's honorable for all the right reasons and we're not too sure how to transition that out and get the most of it as we move forward. And it's not typically respected the same. Those are two areas that I see that, that I believe where that happens, where it's not respected enough and the skills aren't respected enough. And part of the reason for military is that we're not shifting out of that goal. Officers, high-level officers, have one of the most difficult, challenging issues. It's, a, it's an amazing group, uh, you know, demograph to work with because they're used to having a lot of assistance around them doing things. And now all of a sudden they're in an environment where they have to do things that they didn't have to before. They could have someone else get things done for them. That can be one of the most difficult. So, but there's always ways to overcome and there's always ways to deploy ourselves in a way that makes it work. So. Happy Veterans Day to all those veterans. Happy Veterans Day to all those family members and loved ones who love veterans, who maybe um, supported a veteran or lost a loved one. And uh, because you all pay a price. You've all paid a price and you're all valued and, and I appreciate you. So 
more to come on the next week as we close out 2023 and bring in 2024. It's one of my favorite times of years for hitting goals and driving things home. Everyone have a peaceful week and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, like and subscribe. Make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.